Hello and welcome to the Irwin Mitchell podcast, here to keep you up to date with legal and financial news that matters to you. My name is Jeremy Raj, Head of Residential Property, and today's topic is all things conveyancing. So why conveyancing? Why now? Well, this week is the first ever National Conveyancing Week. We know it's the week that everyone's been waiting for. Um, well, I've been waiting 30 years for a National Conveyancing Week. So um, a big shout out to Rob Hailstone and the Bold, Bold Legal Group and all the Bold Legal Group members as well. It's a brilliant institution, um, makes our lives a lot easier. And National Conveyancing Week is a fantastic idea that Erwin Mitchell is happy to support. The purpose of the week is to inform, educate, assist, motivate and reassure the conveyancing sector and help improve our profile. So as part of that, um, we thought we'd take a light-hearted look at conveyancing, talk through some of the issues and hopefully entertain with three of our very own experts from Owen Mitchell's National Residential Property Team. So welcome to Helen Hutchison, partner and head of our Sheffield office, Anushka Parker, solicitor in our London office, and Kim Cayley, licensed conveyancer from our Newbury office. Thank you all for joining me and hello to all of you. Hello, Jeremy. Good morning. Hello. So Anushka, as uh, I mentioned, you're a solicitor in our London office. I think you've been with us, what, uh, uh, four years four now? Four years, four years, yeah. yeah. Definitely pre-COVID. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and and a little a little word. Um, last night we got word that you were you were named by Spears as one of the best property advisors for high net worth individuals. So congratulations, Thank we're very, very proud much. of you. Um, <laughs> Thank and, you. And all the other members of the team who uh, were mentioned by that publication. Other publications are available. Um, so Anushka, um, what do you enjoy about being a conveyancer? Um, I love the people. It's it's the people that make it what it is, um, whether that's with your colleagues or with your clients or people that you regularly work with um, on a kind of client basis. You're really getting to know people. Um, their homes are, you know, where the heart is and it's an emotional process. And when you get to know people, you get to know their stories. Um, you are holding their hands through a very emotional process and um, you, you you build up a relationship with them for quite an intense period of time. And sure. I mean, I see I see a lot of your new file openings and sign off on your on your client care letters. <laughs> quite often you get you get people that you've acted for before. That's always a bonus, isn't it? I think lots of conveyances like that. Yeah, that's really nice. That's it. You know, it makes you feel it makes you feel good about your job when people come back asking you to do it again for another for another property. It's just getting to know the families, getting to know um, the next generations. If it's I've acted for parents and then I'm acting for children, um, that's that's. It's one a big of the big vote of confidence, isn't it? Um, although I seem to remember that if if it happened to me in the past, I was always slightly worried when I bought a property that someone might find something <laughs> that, that I hadn't found. Not that they ever did. Not that they ever did, and I'm sure they never did with you. But, I haven't uh, had that yet, yeah. but you never yeah. know. <laughs> you never know. There's, <laughs> we always do our best, but you never know. Um, Helen, just coming to you now, um, you're the partner in charge of uh, our conveyancing team in Sheffield. 
Um, it's the longest standing part of the team. And obviously Sheffield is where Erwin Mitchell's headquarters are. Um, what do you love about uh, working where you do uh, and the team maybe? Um, I've always worked in the Sheffield office, albeit from home mainly recently. Um, I really enjoy working in the Yorkshire market and uh, the team that I work with are great. They've been here many years, most of them, uh, working together. So we have a really good rapport. Uh, that's made it much easier over the past few years where there's been the switch to home working um, because we've all been able to continue to offer good service uh, despite the changes to our working practices every day. That's obviously been an absolutely massive change for the for the whole country, the whole profession, probably the whole world in different ways. Um, just tell us a little bit about what happened. I mean, it's, uh, what is it, three years ago now, that uh, pretty much to the day, isn't it? That, yep. that they, they shut everything down. I mean, that was a crazy time, wasn't it? Can you, can you remind us about how, how you got the team through then? Yes, it was. We'd been considering lockdown for a few weeks before it happened, but then it all seemed to come very quickly. So it was a massive change uh, and the property market fell off a cliff for a few weeks while people got used to the change in the lockdown. Uh, then, of course, there was the stamp duty holiday that um, brought the market back into action. <laughs> A holiday was, for everyone except conveyances. Exactly. It was really tricky because we had lots of instruction, lots of clients wanting to take the benefit of the holiday. Uh, we were still getting to grips with working from home, but because I've got a great team in place, we were able to work together and, and get lots of deals done during that stressful time. Yeah, no, and the team team did it brilliantly. Um, Kim, turning to you, um, you're the newest of the three three guests on the podcast um, and you joined our Newbury office how long ago? Um, I joined them initially in April last year but came fully on board in June. Um, I've been there ever since and it's super. They're, they're a great bunch. Yeah great that's good to hear. So look um, Helen was just talking about the huge changes um, that she experienced running the team through Covid uh, what's been the biggest change that you've seen over your conveyancing career? Got to be the way that everything's moved on from being paper orientated to the electronic medium. Um, it has its advantages and disadvantages. Um, in the beginning, you'd get a contract pack after <laughs> instructions, and then it would just naturally run its its course. And every, 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 almost every point of it would take like a week, where now the delivery system is much more instantaneous. You can do so much more so quickly electronically and everyone sees the benefit of it. It has its downsides, but no, the, the, the pace has changed. The pace is upped. Yeah. Do you feel that as a, as a kind of pressure on you as a, a working conveyancer? Definitely. Um, you feel almost threatened by your inbox sometimes because it's never full and you've always got your mind on it. Um, and people generally require instant responses, whether it be, you know, two minute, five minute or three hours. Um, the days when you could think about replying to someone in hours after it is just, just gone, long gone. But it's great. It, it helps you build your relationships. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we can all identify that inboxes are very difficult to keep control of. I mean, Anushka and Helen, is is there anything that makes you scream um, about the conveyancing process or not necessarily maybe your inboxes about other things? I can get really stressed out when people don't talk to each other in a chain. So you're trying to move things on for a client. But when there's a long chain, everybody's got to get together and work together to get the deal done. And it can be really stressful if one party in a chain is letting the rest of the chain down. It's amazing, isn't it? We've been looking for technological solutions to the chain problem for as long as I can remember. And, and effectively, nothing has particularly moved us forward. I mean, do you see that maybe in the future changing? I hope so. I mean, you'd think by now we'd have an easier way of getting completions through. Um, having to wait for one bank to transfer to another, to another, to another, where there's a chain, uh, leaves clients often waiting to get the keys and sat in vans, which is stressful for them and us. Absolutely. So, I mean, we we all deal with all of these things as conveyances and uh, that change from kind of COVID times, but also the advanced technology that was kind of not really in our thoughts four or five years ago. Um, but as others were saying earlier, that thing of uh, relentless pressure and different ways that people can get at you, uh, there's email, there's Teams, there's your phones still if you use your phones. Um, that's something that has changed. Kim, I know um, that over my career there have been plenty of weird things that happened and i'll just mention one which was uh, on the day of completion i got a call just after completion from the client uh, who had bought a, a rural property and uh, he said to me uh, the sellers have left a pig behind and i shoot the pig that that is by far the most random question that i've I've ever had from a client. Um, needless to say, I told the man that he was not allowed to shoot the pig. I wasn't immediately able to cite the relevant provision in law that, that he would have been breaching as a conveyancer. Um, but any any strange things that have happened to you? Any, any particular issues that you think um, that's a weird one that I'll always remember? One that made me roll my eyes was when I was talking to a client about um, the property that they were buying and it had a bit of history it was uh, it was an old listed building and it hadn't been loved for a long long time but on the, one of the walls upstairs there was a plaque you could see it on the sales particulars and it said such and such a ghost was seen here anyway so the client went off and he came back and he was like well I really need you to quantify how many um, ghosts there are how long they've been there and what effect they've had and I mean, you try and deliver and you try and meet your client's expectations, but that won't take my breath away. That's brilliant. That really is. Uh, that's definitely not uh, in the standard inquiries. Um, perhaps we should refer that to the CQS. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, it does sort of touch upon uh, a, a more serious point, which is one of the big big themes at the moment is providing upfront information. Um, I know it's something that we're very focused on at Erwin Mitchell. Um, where do you draw the line? I don't know if anyone else has got any, any opinions on that, but um, we all know that sellers are now required to provide material information. 
Um, ghosts, are they material information? Do we believe in them? I don't necessarily want your answers to that, but uh, the material information subject. Someone might consider a ghost to be a, an adult occupier that ought to really be signing the contract. <laughs> you know, How are you going to get their signature, Anushka? <laughs> signing on their behalf. Tricky one, but you know, if you really do believe that a ghost is living in your property, then maybe that should be material disclosure. I don't know. Absolutely. We don't want to be the test case for that, but uh, we'll be happy to hear, uh, hear any views from the listeners as to as to whether ghosts are included in the material information issue. Um, Kim, you mentioned that this was a historic property. Um, that's a particular favourite of yours, isn't it? Oh, I love it. Um, I love the history. They've been there forever. Well, they haven't been there forever, but they've impacted upon so many people's lives and decade that rolls past increases the veneer and there's just a sense of greatness about them give me an old property any day they're wonderful yeah and probably like all conveyances there's nothing finer than getting a really good decent set of property particulars in and you can you can spend less than one chargeable unit having a good old look at those property particulars um i always think we don't we don't get out to properties often enough um uh, do helen anushka do either of you ever get to do site visits is that something you think we should bring in i haven't i haven't done one um for a long time but i did have a, a lovely client who was buying a recently converted barn um, and actually going down to see the barn because the um, the sellers were retaining part of the title for their own use and had developed the barn and so kind of to, to look at access and um, really bringing the property to life actually going to visit it was was really really helpful um, and it helps she brought me iced coffee in the summer when we went to going to visit and hot coffee in the winter and she made homemade granola which she gave to me so wow, it was it yeah. was a lovely client and um uh, yeah i think no but seriously visiting the properties i do think does bring does bring things to life um yeah. especially if there are kind of intricacies that need to be ironed out yeah absolutely i agree yeah. I've not been to see a property recently, but I think it would help on lots of occasions where we could just do a visualising in person a particular issue, whether it be where the boundaries are or where the extension sits. Absolutely. And Helen, I, I know that if a client was going to buy you coffee, you'd be there straight away. Indeed. Um, but uh, um, I, I guess part of the problem is economic, isn't it? Because it takes time to travel to properties. And these days, when a lot of clients find us online, um, it's not going to be physically pro uh, possible for us to visit all of those properties. Although we're lucky we're a national firm, so we have um, conveyances spread around the country. Um, but basically, on the basis that people want to keep their costs reasonable, and we, we always try and help our clients with that, um, adding in uh, several hours for a round trip and to inspect a property is problematic. But 
I have to also say that I've never done a site visit where I didn't discover or notice something that later proved relevant to the transaction. So it's a really difficult balance. And I think people don't really understand that uh, it's quite difficult for conveyances just looking at plans. Um, have, have the three of you noticed um, that the kind of uh, video demonstrations of properties have helped you maybe in a way that might have might have been similar to a site visit. I know a lot of agents put those those viewings on these days. It's particularly prop, uh, popular in the lettings market, but has it impacted yet? Should it? It can be helpful because it does give you a better view of the property, but it's still not the same as an actual site visit, in my opinion. Sure, yeah. Um, Estate agents would be there on hand to show you around the property. Anushka, what's the best thing about estate agents? I I think if you have um, good relationships with estate agents, they're absolutely worth their weight in gold. Um, you know, you've got it's not meant to be um, contentious. Everyone enters into a transaction with the with the same end goal in mind. The sellers want to sell and the buyers want to buy, um, but I mean, we can probably all agree that nine times out of 10, there's normally a point that a seller and a buyer won't necessarily agree on. And having an agent um, involved to kind of cajole things along and help, you know, manage tricky personalities um, and to keep a transaction moving um, is is fantastic. Um, so it's a really I'm, interesting point, isn't it? I mean, in this era of... Um, Maybe some of the business models for estate agencies and the online offerings, um, we forget how much value can be added by agents when you reach a sticky point. Um, I think there's also an, an issue there with regard to conveyances that, that treat the conveyancing process as a, a form of litigation or a battle to be won. Um, in my experience, the best conveyances are the ones that realise that, that both sets of clients are trying to broadly achieve the same thing. Like you say, Anushka, there might be a few details um, that actually, you know, uh, you are going to have an argument about or someone is going to come out a winner or a loser. But normally if they're dealt with um, with a bit of humanity and a bit of cooperation, that always helps. I mean, Helen, you run a large team. Um, what do you say to them about those kind of issues when they come up? I think it's important to work together um, with the other party's solicitor and your client to get a deal done as quickly as possible. As you say, it's it's no good arguing or just trying to win the fight. You've got to think of the uh, client's interests um, and getting things through as easily and smoothly as possible for them. Yeah, I mean, we've we've gone through various ups and downs in the last year. We've mentioned the stamp duty holiday. We've mentioned uh, COVID and working from home. Um, what what are your teams seeing in the market at the moment, and, and what are you saying to them? So we were concerned at the beginning of this year that there might be a slowdown and quite a significant one at that. But since that time, we've seen quite a number of new instructions come in. So we're hoping the market is looking more positive than we first thought it might be. Um, we're certainly getting lots of instructions to get deals done before the end of the tax year. Lots of people wanted to move in readiness for spring. That always seems to bring a new boost to the market. 
as always, uh, nothing ever stays the same in the conveyancing world. I know we've had lots of meetings about uh, current legal issues. Helen, what are you seeing as, as the big nasty one at the moment? Oh, it's got to be the Building Safety Act. I think it's yeah. uh, baffling the conveyancing world um, and the lending industry at the moment. And nobody seems to know what the best way forward is. Um, and we're all trying to take it in and uh, and work together to find out about it as much as possible. Absolutely. I mean, these things quite often take a little while to resolve themselves, but unfortunately, conveyances don't always get the luxury of that time, which is what puts us in a particularly difficult position. But I mean, if I think back to another similar sort of issue, which was the ground rent scandal and the uh, doubling ground rent provisions, these things simply take time, don't they? I mean, uh, the, the industry as a whole has picked up on and adapted to those issues and now knows how to deal with them. Uh, but we're going to have to work our way through and no doubt there will be other challenges. Um, Kim and Anushka, what, what are you seeing as the big challenges? Is it a case of finding the right work? Is it a case of managing your caseloads? Is it a case of the external market? I think, um, you know, the the press has a lot to answer for in terms of kind of oh. um, uh, managing the industry um, and how people react to it. Because, you know, when um, all of the mortgage crisis, for want of a better word, hit the, hit the press, um, what people were reading wasn't actually what was happening on the ground um having spoken to mortgage brokers in the industry they were like it there are options um it the forecast isn't all doom and gloom um you know let's look further ahead to the next 24 48 months and actually there is light at the end of the tunnel and um so i think the the press and what the story they're selling to the public should be should be monitored um because that does seriously drive people um, and either gives them confidence or makes them shy away. So, Anushka, I know that uh, the majority of Erwin Mitchell's clients come from around the country, but you, you being based in London, tend to see quite a lot of international buyers. Um, they always bring a slightly different flavour to things. Um, one of the things that I always enjoyed was people's reactions when I explained the English uh, and Welsh conveyancing system to people from, from other countries. I, I presume you've had some fairly astounded reactions. Um, but anything come to mind or do you notice particular things for people from different parts of the world when they when they get exposed to the, the conveyancing process? I, I think a lot of them can't really believe um, how how much due diligence and and steps need to be done before the deal is secured. Um, I think you know generally the clients that I deal with are a very high net worth international clients. I I really enjoy that. Helen, I think you'll probably agree that when people are buying their most expensive and valuable asset, it's just as important to them. How do we how do we get to that point where um, we can let our clients know that uh, they're valued by us wherever they're from? I think communication is key and not just answering when a client asks a question, 
or when they email, keeping in regular contact, keeping them advised of the key stages. Um, it makes them feel that they are being looked after. Um, and as you say, it's one of the biggest purchases anyone will ever make. So it is a big deal to them um, and you need to be there for your clients. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's key and and vital to how we run the service for all clients, isn't it? Sorry, Anushka. Uh, no, I was just going to add, I think for all, for all clients and kind of looping back to um, what we were talking about earlier about managing your inbox, I think one of the biggest stresses for us um, and managing clients and helping them is always being one step ahead. Um, it's a very reactive job. And I think especially when you've got international clients or or even UK-based clients who don't understand the process, being one step of, ahead for them and you know always reassuring them before they even know they need to worry is what really helps add value and keep everyone calm and emotions um, level throughout. Absolutely. Maybe as part of that, recording podcasts, getting stories out from conveyances that know what actually is happening on the ground is something that National Conveyancing Week can kickstart. Um, and I think the three of you have been a brilliant part of that today. That's it for our podcast. Thanks for listening. If you found it interesting, then please join us for the next episode of the Irwin Mitchell podcast. Bye for now.